five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's go over to have some fun where we have no supply shortages. Okay, let's see if we've got this lined up right, which we probably don't. Nope, as usual. <laughs> this one's always one of the problematic ones. There we go. And this was for National Vodka Day, which was yesterday. But we will fix it. Okay, and here we go. We have we always have the show under control to some extent. All right, so let's go. In 1977, Yakov Smirnov emigrated into the American comedy scene. My name is Yakov Smirnov. In Russia, there's three drinks. It's vodka, two glasses of vodka, and a bottle. But behind that laugh <laughs> was a lie. People assume lie. that I must love vodka. But the truth is, I never have. And that's hard for Russia. Vodka is like bread in Russia, except it's cheaper and we never run out of it. I'm actually a gin man. And today, he's making it official by legally changing his name from Yakov Smirnov to Yakov Aviation American Gin. America continues to amaze me. The only qualification you need to own a liquor brand is to be on TV. What a country. <laughs> TV or movies, Yakov. Okay, anyway, you know I like Ryan Reynolds. So, and when we went to Branson one time, we actually went to the Yakov Smirnov uh, show, live show. That was a lot of fun. I remember him saying that he got a new car and it says to him, the door is ajar. Just think about that. It'll hit you later. Okay, so let's get rid of this and let's go over to the to the important stuff, right? So if I can find it, it's hiding underneath stuff here. Let's go. Let's go bigger, 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 bigger. Okay, and so now we want to go over to uh, Tom Fishburn, pain in the supply chain. And so the little kid is on Santa's knee and says, Xbox? No, chip shortage. I don't know what this is. Vans. I don't know what vans are. Factory slowdown. Brats. I don't think brats are what they mean in Wisconsin. <laughs> there's no shortage of brats in Wisconsin. There's plenty of pork and there's plenty of sausage. Uh, Lululemon, a bottleneck at the airport. Should I have been naughtier this year? <laughs> I love that part. I should have been naughtier this year because we can't get any toys. We're out of coal, too. We're not out of coal. We got a 200-year supply of coal. So if you want to know how to fix, you know, the intermittent supply of energy from renewables, after all, coal is actually green because it was plants that got squished. So it was solar energy absorbed CO2 from what existed on Earth, so it's not putting anything new into the air. It's just putting it back into the air, and uh, it was green. But anyway, the supply chain is an integral part of the brand team, right? Uh, consumers may not appreciate it, but they will certainly know all the details that go into getting something done, but they'll certainly notice empty shelves and shipping delays. One thing people don't really care about or understand is that logistics are a huge part of are a huge part of 
today's cons uh, customer experience, which is a huge part of today's marketing. Right, exactly. What have I always said? Ship stuff, val you know, deliver value. Deliver value. That could be my motto for marketing. You know, yeah, yeah, we're going to jazz it up and talk about it. But sometimes marketing is about selling what you have on your wagon. <laughs> and uh, when Paul Zane Pilzer started as the youngest VP of Citicorp ever, uh, the CEO of Citicorp took him down to the lobby. And there was a little kiosk booth, you know, that sold donuts and magazines and different stuff. And he said, now watch him for a while. And they stood there for about five minutes. And when he was running out of something, he would push something else to the front. Or if the bananas were getting a little older, he would push those to the front. And he would continually be shifting his inventory around to show uh, to show off what he wanted to get rid of and, and promote it. Now, the direct mail industry has been doing this for decades. You know, one of the things that we, one of the challenges we always had was uh, if you source products from around the world, you basically got one shot at, at getting the inventory right. And that one shot, you know, because you had one season and you didn't have time to, to restock. And so it was always a challenge to figure out what the, what the projection was going to be and what was going to sell and what wasn't. I was, one of the things I was most impressed with was, was uh, Hershner's up in Stevens Point. I did a little valuation for Hershner's with Larry West. <clears throat> and we looked at their business in some depth. And they said, you know, we have trouble because our big selling time is early pre-Christmas. But our best customers are the ones ordering in February and March because they make the uh, Hershner's, I should explain. Hershner's sold patterns for for, um, you know, when you stitch these little embroidery designs that you put up on your wall, needlepoint and those kind of things, they sold the pieces of paper that you would use to stitch through to make the designs. So it was very inexpensive, um, but, you know, you had to have what you needed on the shelf. And so um, one of the things they did was they went back and they said, well, which areas of the country are most consistent with our overall sales averages another kind of like election projection they said let's look at the the areas of the country that have consistently let's look over the last 10 years and see what the product mix is and they had you know four or five categories of product it wasn't it wasn't uh you know it wasn't super ai stuff and but they found representative areas of the country that were similar to their national averages so and then they said okay now let's look at what they're buying uh what they not only what they bought through the holiday season but let's send them a pre a preview of our catalog and see what they buy and we'll use that to decide what to have most of a month or two later and it actually worked it was pretty amazing and uh, maybe tomorrow we can talk about um, we can talk about R. R. Donnelly does that with mail results, but that isn't really about inventory. Mike Van Heron told me about this. Okay. So anyway, oops, there goes my ding dong button bell. Okay. So this is a pretty good article. It says it's a good time to pay renewed attention to the cross-functional marketing team that drives not only demand 
but supply. Okay, and one of the ways you deal with that is um, is you have your ERP system set up to not try to sell stuff that doesn't exist. That's one of the biggest customer service aggravations is when you're out and and the marketing doesn't know how to turn it off and and say that it's unavailable. The other thing is is that when you get have something, this was a principle I followed in a couple of my clients. Have something. So. Pick a couple of things that you think are either perennial winners or just vote. It's better when this is one of the very first catalogs I worked on. Um, one of my 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 bosses told me how we could allocate inventory, and uh, we were selling computer supplies, and we were selling um, we were selling what were we selling? I'll leave this up here. Um, binders for computer reports in those days you'd print out long reports and you put them in binders and uh there were multiple colors and multiple sizes and so there were dozens of skus and we had a certain amount of money per page to go get inventory and that guy said just allocate them equally and i thought about it for a while and i said well if we allocate it equally we'll have $40,000 worth of inventory and can't fulfill one order because there were box minimums. We would have like three items for each SKU and not enough to fill one order. So I said, nope, that's not how I'm doing it. And I called the the vendor and I said, hey, which ones are your most popular? He says, oh, 80% are these two SKUs. I said, okay, so we're going to stock up on those and the rest will special order. And it worked out. But the idea is, is that if you're selling, if you're selling apparel, you know, you need to have a lot of mediums and larges and you don't need as many smalls and extra larges, but you need something in small and extra large. You may not have every item, but let's have something so that when the end comes of the (laughs) the end of the year, (laughs) you can at least recommend, well, we have that little black dress in petite. Drives my wife nuts if they don't have petite, in, at least in something. And so there's a principle for you if you're making your inventory. If you haven't made your inventory decisions by now, you're in big trouble. But that would be something to consider if you're having supply chain issues. Don't try to get every item. Try to get a bunch of something. See what the vendors can help you with. Another big principle. Well, it looks like I've gone over for today. That may help you. I wanted to talk about Legos, so we will. Uh, Lego is still provi- is providing toys and are still big business, and they have been able to ship. I saw this. U.S. children between four, 11 and 14 spend an average of nine hours per day in front of a screen. Now, that may count online school, I suppose, but that's, that's really sick. Um, but nevertheless, Lego's sales have gone up 46% in the first half of 2021. And uh, they've increased their digital sales. They've increased their brick-and-mortar stores. And they've also come, despite supply chain issues that are rattling the industry, um, Hasbro recently raised prices substantially because of supply chain issues. But Legos hasn't raised prices, but also expects to meet demand across all of its markets for the holidays. So if you don't know what to get your kids, hey, think about Legos. 
The firm also has uh, has released brick prototypes, sustainable brick prototypes made out of recycled plastic bottles as part of their plan to use sustainable materials. That's another thing. You know, you may be able to work with your supply chain if you, there's a great article on printing and all the benefits of printing and all the reasons why it's hard to print right now. But you need to work with your suppliers. You need to find out what you can get and make allowances and figure out anybody can market the hot items. You know, it doesn't take any marketing. What's tricky is, like the guy in the lobby of Citicorp, market what you got. Make them love it. Have a great day. <laughs> like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.